0: So if you've never met me, my name's Josh, I'm the youth pastor here at One Youth, and I just believe God has got the best things in store for your life. And so this year, if if we want to look at a memory verse, I want us to memorize Romans 1, 2, 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and it'll be on the screen and say, you can read it with me if you want. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. I'm going to have to do that again. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. There we go. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And I believe God has given a faith to you. Amen. And so if you've got your Bible, I'd like you to go to the book of John, chapter 21. The book of John, chapter 21. Breakfast. Anyone here like a good breakfast? I love a good breakfast. So as a church at the moment, on a Wednesday, you, some of you may be participating in our seven times seven fast. So I think we've got two to three weeks left of fasting on a Wednesday. And um, the, the, the so the Wednesdays we're fasting, so I'm fasting food on a Wednesday. Which means on the Thursday, I am super keen for breakfast. There's something about that, that Thursday morning wake up going, it's time to fill up. It is time to break the fast. Right, so what, what you do is you, you go to the cupboard, get out the Milo, and, and the question is, do you want some milk with that Milo? Because I'm just like frothing that cup up so thick of Milo, and it's just like, that's, that's just like entree. And then you obviously, so what what's some favorite breakfasts around here? Anyone a favorite breakfast? Anyone? Yeah, Tyler, what's your favorite breakfast? bacon and pancakes there you go bacon pancakes bacon bacon anyone have another fa- a favorite breakfast here coffee, coffee. oh okay that's uh, that's like it just your blood blood anyone else A favorite breakfast yes carl uncle Toby, He's iron plus what about some bricks anyone get on the Nutrigrain? grain uh, as a kid i thought it was also like bricks brick cereal not anyone else any f- how many wheat bicks can you do Thirty, you're gonna get to crack out a box in the sitting. So we know breakfasts are good, right? On a Thursday morning after the fast, I am hungry for breakfast. And so, uh, the the what? Anyone go camping? Anyone go camping? How do you cook breakfast when you go camping? What is anyone? Oil? Does anyone use? Does anyone go like old school and get like a charcoal fire going? Anyone do that? Yeah, do no. Fire? Yep, charcoal fire. Bit of damper. Or something like that. So what we see is what we're going to read here in the book of John chapter 21 is a situation where Jesus is cooking breakfast on a charcoal fire, right? So some more more context. So Jesus had died but had resurrected in power. So we don't believe that Jesus is... You often see like necklaces of Jesus on a cross. We believe Jesus got off the cross, was chucked in a tomb... But then for after three days a tomb opened up and Jesus is like, Hello, you can't keep me in no tomb. So then what happens is, is then Jesus is resurrected in power and then he starts visiting the site the disciples. So he visits them once and goes, Hey, I'm back. And it's like it's pretty creepy, right? So, like, say this is a wall. So I'm not I'm not Jesus, so I can't do it. But he'll just be like, Levitate through it somehow. And he'd be like, There's no Jesus. Now there's Jesus, how did he get through the wall? It's like creepy stuff. So Jesus has visited 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 the disciples twice. And this is a third time since his resurrection he just meets the disciples. So there's a disciple called Peter. Can anyone say Peter? And Peter, he was a fisherman. And so he goes, he's a bit confused and disillusioned about Jesus and what's happened with the resurrection and the, and the cross and all this stuff. And he goes, you know what? I'm just going to go back to fishing. So And he goes, hey, disciples that are left, come with me and let's go for a fish. So we, we, there, Peter's in the boat fishing and there's a dude out on the beach, cooking a charcoal fish breakfast, and so then, long story short, Peter then gets back to Jesus. And goes, "Yo, Jesus, I'll eat some of that fish." They start having yarns, and then in the yarns, Jesus challenges Peter. Now, what happens to you when you get challenged? I've got some exact. We blame shift. Amen. When you get told off, the blame shift comes out. So uh, uh, when I get in trouble, I don't want to take responsibility. Who knows what I'm who I'm talking about? Who left the dishes out? Like not me, not oh, uh, it wasn't me. Oh, who 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 didn't put their clothes away? Uh, 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 you know what I mean? We we, we want to find their way out. We want to find a blame shift. Hey, yes, no. Nah. What uh, this this one happens to me regularly because being single has a lot of perks, and they'll be like, oh, who messaged you, Josh? Uh, what were we watching on TV? Change it, You know, try and change, a, try and change the subject, or, or, um, yeah. So for me, I find being single. When I get that challenge come at me, I try to divert and go, let's let's take a one eighty. So anyone, anyone with me with that? No, they don't know what that's like. So Je- Jesus challenges Peter, and Peter does a typical Josh and goes, "Let's change the subject, right?" So that we're going to read verses twenty to twenty three. So it says this. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. Can somebody say John? John. So the disciple that Jesus loved was John. And so Peter turned around and saw behind them John. He gets challenged and he goes, John, right? The, the, um, the one who leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked. And Jesus said, oh, Jesus, uh, who? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? So what about John? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that the, disciples, uh, the disciple John wouldn't die. But this isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, What is that to you? Can we just close our eyes? And I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you open up these guys' spiritual ears. I pray that you open up their hearts, that they don't just hear words from me, God, but they hear words from you. God, we just believe that there could be something planted, a seed planted in their life, that when they're 18, that when they're 20, when they're 30, 40, whatever the age, that there's something... Today is a shift of moment where they move from going, I was just attending you to go, no, no, God has a plan for my life. And we just believe, Holy Spirit, that you can do that. And we all said, Amen. So the verse there I love the most is 22. It says, if I want him to remain alive and alive until I return, what is that to you? And so Jesus is telling Peter, you need a Romans 1, 2, 3 faith. So Jesus is saying, don't compare yourself to John. I have given you a task. I have given you purpose. Don't get so caught up on his calling. Just do what I've got for you to do. Yeah? Can anyone see that? So Peter learns a lesson. Jesus doesn't want my focus to be comparing to everyone else. An example, so John has his own faith. If you know the disciples, there's a disciple called Bartholomew. Bartholomew has his own faith. Peter has his own faith, and his job is to go, God, what have you given for me, not for me to compare with the other disciples? Let's put the example to me. Who loves a good bit of Sam Long's preaching? Come on, so Oh, actually, I'm going to say this, sorry. So John, right, what was John called to do? He wrote the book of John. What was Bartholomew called to do? Not sure. It's not in Scripture. What What was Peter called to do? Peter was called to follow Jesus. And so um, John... Uh, so. Peter had to get an as for me. As for me, I will follow Jesus. As for me, I will measure my life by the faith he's put in my life. As for me, I'll measure my life by the desires God's put on my heart. So if you're taking notes, the title of tonight's message is as for me. You can somebody say as for me? Tell the person beside you, as for me. As for me. Tell your next option, as for me. As for me. So back now, here we go. Sam Long. Who loves a bit of Sam Long in their life? Amen. Comes one of the most delicious preachers you ever hear in your life. So yeah. So Sam Long has the faith to lead youth alive. Sam Long has the faith to preach brilliantly. Who loves a good bit of Chris Strata in their life? Come on, somebody. He has the faith to preach brilliantly. Right now, Pastor Josh. God is Jesus is saying, Hey, Josh. Compare yourself to Pastor Chris Estrada. Look over your shoulder and compare to Sam Long. And he goes, you know what, Josh? No, no. I have a faith for you. Follow me. And so I'm not called to measure my preaching against them. I'm not called to measure my effectiveness against them. I'm called to go, God, what do you put on my heart? And I'm going to be obedient to that. So what am I called to do? I'm called to build a youth ministry that changes Port Lincoln. What am I called to do? I'm called to raise up preachers that are better than Chris Estrada, that are better than Sam Long. I'm called to raise up song leaders that write songs, that lead people powerfully. That's what I'm called to do. And I believe I'm called to release the next generation of powerful evangelists, whatever it is that's going to move and do something good for God. Amen? Because that's you. Just another thing for me, I, my purpose in youth ministry, I, I, some youth pastors, not, uh, and I think Australia's getting a lot better for it that it's not like this, but they'll go, how old brown nose to some other youth pastor to try and get an opportunity to speak. I feel called to go, no, I'm going to build a youth ministry where the youth pastor wants to come and speak. And so we're going to be receptive, we're going to be hungry for the word of God because that's the kind of youth ministry we're called, I'm called to build, amen? And so... Um, as for me, I won't copy, I won't compare. As for me, I'm going to raise high-quality leaders. As for me, I'm going to raise a worship band that's next level. As for me, I'm going to have um, the capacity to see young people be released, to be fruitful and multiply. Because as for me, I'm committed to your future. And so I just believe that this guy's going to do something powerful in your life. And so the, you've got to ask yourself, do I have an as for me? And as for me is a conviction, a thing in your life where you know what, di- John might do this, Peter might do that, but as for me, I know what I'm doing. You've got to understand, what am I doing? What has God, if Romans 1, 2, 3 says he's given us a faith, well, what's the faith that you've given me? When you can understand the faith he's given me, you will have an as for me. And so the Bible, if you if you go onto like BibleGateway.com and you search as for me, there's hundreds and stacks of, sorry, that's a bit of over-exaggeration, but there's a lot of as people that have a statement of, as for me, I'm going to do this. As for me, I will do that. As for me, I chose to do something differently because they had their own faith. But the most famous one is found in the book of Joshua, chapter 24. So if you've got your Bible again, I encourage you to look up uh, Joshua, chapter 24. And it says this. Well, I'll, and I'll, I'll just give you a bit of clarity. So there's a guy called Abraham, right? Abraham. And so then he has, a, um, a, and God says to Abraham, you know what? I'm going to, he calls him out from where he was living, the gods that he was serving, and goes, "You know what? there's a, a land over here that I want you to occupy. I'm going to promise it to you and to your descendants, right?" And then um, then Abraham has a, has a son called Isaac. Isaac has two sons. One of his sons is called Jacob, and then later that Jacob's name becomes Israel. So then the promise from Abraham gets transferred to Isaac, who gets transferred to Jacob. And then Jacob's family starts to grow and multiply and become a nation. And then during this period, they wind up in Egypt and become slaves, right? So they're slaves in Egypt. Then a guy called Moses becomes a leader of this country, and he takes them from being slaves to living in freedom. Then after Moses, we see the next leader called Joshua, good name there. And Joshua leads them from being free to occupying the promise to Abraham. So then, then, and then, then obviously Joshua's Done some great victories, done some great battles, and it's coming to the end of his life and he writes this. So what we're seeing here is we're seeing an old Joshua, an old leader of, of Israel, this country, and saying, you know what, this is my my um, encouragement to you as I now soon to pass and you step into the future that God has promised. Is that good? So we're going to read verses 14 to 15. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 to 15. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River. So that's where Abraham lived. um, beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So we find the Israelites in the middle of a situation. It's, It's of reflection... And it's of forward thinking. Who's ever finished a year at school? We all have. So um, say, Josh and Noel, you finished year six, right? So you find, you finish year six and you reflect on year six. My teacher was, was annoying. My teacher told me off. The recesses and lunch were my highlights, right? You reflect on that. Then you look forward to year seven. you go, you know what? I get to go to youth. I, I I, get to have fun at youth. You know what I mean? We, we, we change years and we go into a period of reflection. Leanna and Claire were in year 12 last year. They have a reflection. Those exams sucked. though. That study was worth it because I got a good grade. But then they look forward to go, you know what? But now I have uni ahead of me. Now I have um, Bible college ahead of me. We we, we we, all agree with me here. We finish school year and we go from going, I look back to now I look forward. And so the Israelites are in this situation. They're looking back. But they're also looking forward. But what they were focusing us on was their gods or their idols. So they look back and they go, "You know what? My ancestor, Ab- so I'll say it like this: There was gods in our past, and there's going to be new gods in our future. There was gods of our f- previous gods for our family, and there's going to be previous. There's going to be new gods. Sorry, in our environment, right? And so Abraham and Egypt had gods, but then the land of the Amorites have new gods. Our family, Abraham and that, had gods. beyond we on the Fridays, but now we've got new gods in, in, around us. So, and this is so true for our lives. There is gods in our past, and there's going to be new gods in our future. There may be gods in our family, and there's going to be new gods in our environments that we find ourselves in. And so what, and these, these gods, these idols, now we're not, it, sometimes they're a literal shrine where you go, Whatever, like, has anyone been overseas before, Thailand or something? And you'll you see these random shrines, or you'll see random fruit being given to a, a random statue. That's an that's a legit, real idol. But there's also other idols in our life that might not be a shrine, it might not be some Buddha statue, but it's a thing that is lord in your life. So that's and anything that's lord in your life is an idol or a god. So what's lord in our life? I'll explain like this. You may. At uh, one period in your life, you hear a preacher say something like this: People accept Jesus as savior, but they have a hard time accepting accepting Jesus as Lord. An example: Who knows, we made mistakes. Oops, I should not have done that. Uh oh, I've made that mistake again. We call those oops, on oh no moments sin. We all make mistakes, and so we go, Jesus, I made a mistake. I need your forgiveness, Jesus. Uh, I made a mistake. Take my mistake away, right? We can all easily accept Jesus as saviour. The tricky point comes in is when, is Jesus your Lord? It's easy to go, Jesus, yep, we we take your mercy, we take your grace, but does Jesus have the steering wheel of your life? Do you let Jesus say, left turn here? Do you say, let Jesus go, right turn here? Oh, no, no, Jesus, this is a bit uncomfortable. Is he just your saviour or is he your Lord? And if Jesus is is just your saviour, not your Lord, you have an idol. You have a God. It could be the god of your ancestor. It could be the god of the environment that you're in. But we need to have Jesus as our Lord. Do it. Yeah. Yep. So why, what? What? Uh, so yeah. We may not be seeing a physical statue at your school. You may not see a physical statue at your workplace or in your family. But there's something that's controlling the steering wheel of your life, and that is an idol. I've got some examples for you. All right. So we might be at primary school and then move to high school. And so we're in a period of shift. We go, this was primary school, now this is high school. The, the, the lord of primary school might have been TikTok. It could have controlled everything that you did, right? You Then you move to high school, and the new lord is popularity. Popularity, so TikTok would determine what you'd wear. TikTok would determine what you say. But then you go to high school, and now it's like, not only want to be popular. That's the Lord of, of the high school. I'm going to, it's going to change how I dress. It's going to change how I talk. Does anyone, can anyone see what I'm talking about here? You've got to assume, do you, what, who is your Lord or is your Lord Jesus? Another example. We might be in high school and then move to uni or full-time work. Right? And so um, the Lord was popularity at school, but now at work or, or in uni, your Lord is alcohol. Your alcohol determines what you spend your money on. So, you know what I mean? we, we, There's things there we go, this was a Lord, and now our new environment has a new Lord. Uh, we might be single and then get in a relationship. So when you're single, your Lord was Netflix. It's what you live for. You wake up to watch Netflix. You go to bed to watch Netflix. But then you get in a relationship, and everything's about the, your, your boyfriend. Everything's about your girlfriend. But Jesus has to be your Lord. And the final example, you, um, before, you, might, you might be having, who's got their parents as their taxes at the moment? Right, and so you might that be that situation, and your your lord might be social media, but then you get a car. Come on, somebody, and then your lord is now the petrol bill, right? Then you're, so you're, you're skimping out on your tyres because you go, I've got to pay for my, my petrol somehow, but you've got to go. Who is my lord? Is it God, or is it this idol? So we're all, doesn't matter where we find ourselves. You're going to find yourself in a position like these. What we're going to read soon, or just sorry, just with Joshua, and. Who, who's our Lord? The things of the past, the things of the future, but we choose today who is our Lord, right? And so if you choose Jesus, make some noise. Oh, good. Yes, great. Very good. I was a bit very worried there. We gotta choose Jesus as our Lord. I don't want TikTok deciding what I'm gonna do. I don't want social media deciding what I do, popularity. I want Jesus to have the steering wheel in my life. And so, as for me, I choose God. As for me, I will worship. As for me, I'm going to read my Bible. As for me, I'm going to get on my knees and pray because I choose Jesus as my Lord. Yes? So Jesus will get my money. Jesus will get my creativity. Jesus will get my passion because he is my Lord. And so it's interesting because Joshua adds a bit of something to this, this equation. He adds a bit, of a, a bit of a salt bay kind of interesting a bit of something, something, you know, to it. So he goes, he doesn't just go, as for me, he says, as for me and my house, right? So it's easy to go, well, as for me, I'm going to choose to worship. It's easy for me to have a praise party in my bedroom. That's easy. But what about as for me and my house? That's the next level there. That's a, that's a challenge. That's a that's a statement of faith right there. And so I will, um, and it's crazy because he goes, I don't know about you, but, My parents can't control my family. They can set boundaries and rules, but they can't control what I think about. They can't control what I do. They might say when they're at the house, don't watch that TV show. But when they're not there, they can't control me. They can set boundaries, but they can't control me, right? So, for example, my parents could say, Josh, you should be a Christian. But they can't make me become a Christian, um, uh, but they can lead me what a Christian life would look like. So they can't make me, but they can lead me, right? My boss can't force me to do my jobs, but they can sack me. They can say, ta-ta, there's a the door, right? They can't make me do my jobs, but, but they can sack me. But the thing is, so the boss is leading me. He, he can't make me do my job, but he can go, you know what? Josh, you can do the job, I'll lead you to do the job, or you're out of here. But who, who knows what I'm talking about? There's a difference between someone leading and someone making you. People can't make us do anything, but they can lead us. And so J- Joshua has this statement of faith, As for me and my house, he understood that God had placed um, kids in his life, a wife in his life, siblings and parents in his life to lead. So Joshua wasn't saying, I'm going to make my family worship God. I'm going to make God their like our Lord. He was saying, I'm going to live such a way to lead them in a way that they would want to follow. I'm going to live a life in such a way that they want to worship God, that they want to have a praise party, that they want to commit to being God as their Lord. And so Joshua had a Romans 1, 2, 3 faith. He had a faith to believe that his family would serve God. And I want to encourage you, God's going to put faith in you to go, you know what, I'm going to step up and press into something new because uh, God has called me for that, right? And so we need a youth ministry to have the same kind of faith of Joshua. We go, you know what? We, yes, we today will make a stand. To say, as for me, I'll follow the Lord. But also, I'm going to have a prophetic statement for the people in my life that I'm going to be a leader, not just a. As for me, I'm going to go move from as for me to go as for me, and I will lead. And so, one youth, it's time for us to prophesy. And so Joshua had a prophetic message for his house. You know what? I'm going to prophesy as me and my house. We will serve the Lord. And so uh, we've got to prophesy these things like that in our youth group. You know what? We might be in a situation where we, we we can see our family has had bad bad issues, bad idols. It could be alcohol has been an idol in my family. It could be just. Just laziness could be an idol in my family. But we go, you know what? Today, I'm going to make a stand to go, you know what? As for me and my wife, as for me and the family that I'm going to have down the track, today, I'll make a stand that we're going to serve God, not the idols of our past. We're going to to make a statement to go, you know what? Maybe my school has been known for a place where drugs get trafficked. Maybe my school's been a place known that there's bullying occurring. No, no, no. I'm going to make a stand today. As for me and my school, there's going to be no bullying. As for me and my school, that was the idol of the ancestors, but that ain't going to be the, the, the Lord of our future. Amen? Because it doesn't have the faith of that. And so we've got to start prophesying that into existence. And so, but today you choose. Me and my family, we will serve God. Me and my friends, we will serve God. Me and my class, we will serve God. Me and my school, we will serve God. And so Amy's going to play a song, right? Oh, yeah, Amy's going to play a song. And we're going to finish. But before the song plays, I'm going to pray. But if, you're going to, if, you want, if we can just stand, if we can just stand. So just give us a second, Amy. We're going to stand. And I'll stand up here so you can see me. We, I, 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 I fundamentally believe that in this room, we have the power to see idols of the past be ta-ta, farewell. You're not, you don't belong here. Gone forever. And we can say, you know what, God, as to me and my house... We're going to have a faith to see Jesus be our Lord. Jesus having the steering wheel in my life, and so we're going to play this song. If you got, if there's got, I'm going to be praying for two things. If you want to be, first of all, one, say you know what, Josh, I'm making a stand to make Jesus Lord of my life, not just my Savior, and I just want to pray for you. In the second one, but you know what, I want to take a step forward and not just let Jesus be my Lord, but I want to see the people around me, me being a leading example to see them meet Jesus and Him be the Lord in our place. I'm going to pray and believe that um, we can see those things be really, is that cool? So I'm going to pray, then we're going to play a song, come down the front, and me and some leaders are going to pray for you, and we'll see what happens next. Is that cool? So just close your eyes if you if you can. God, right now, we pray for an authority to be birthed in these people's hearts, God. We believe that the idols of the past can be cut off right now in your name, Jesus. Jesus, your name has the power and we just believe, God, that we don't want to be youth ministry, but you're just our saviour. Where we go, God, forgive us of our sins and we thank you for that. But God, we want you to be our Lord. God, when you say turn right, we want to have obedience to turn right. When you say keep going forwards, we want to keep going forwards. When you say, you know what, love that person that's unlovable, we're going to love them, Jesus. And so we, we believe God that we can be youth ministry, but we have an As for me, when the world says, be quiet, no, as for me, I worship God. When the world says, you know what, that book's irrelevant and boring, we go, no, no, as for me, I read the word of God, because we have the conviction, Jesus, that you have something better in store for us.